Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! It may be because he's Swiss, I don't know, in terms of European style. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Can you say the alphabet backwards? Walk and whip your ass backwards. You're not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio from May 31st, 2016. I'm Graham Giuson Matthews, only 24 hours removed from the Memorial Day edition of Monday Night Raw. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your holiday. Um, not a very good show, but we're breaking it down here today in addition to the WWE 2K17 news coming out from last night. The Seth Rollins special that aired on the WWE Network on WWE 24, great special. And the brand split news, of course, got to address the elephant in the room, that news breaking last week. But I will not be flying solo on the show here today for the first time in over two years. We got at the Wrestle Guy on the Twitter, Sal. Sal, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Lot to talk about. I know you were very excited to be on the show talking about all about the brand split. Before we get into that, I know you just got finished watching it, so we might as well start it off with this: the Seth Rollins special that aired on the WWE Network last night. What were your thoughts on it? Amazing. That that special might be. It is my favorite special, actually. You know, Daniel Bryan was up there, but not Seth Rollins. But it, you know, you you saw what Seth Rollins actually went through, and it, and you know, you saw his emotion and like he was actually dead, they coming back, and I just thought it was like amazingly done, well put, and all this classic stuff, especially the AJ Styles thing when he was only nineteen. That was uh, that was probably my favorite part of the special. Of the special. Same, especially considering where both guys are now. I mean, one guy is feeding with John Cena, the other one's contending for the WWE title in the next pay-per-view, so it's amazing. But, yeah, the whole thing was yeah. great. Like you said, I mean, it's it, that's saying something, too, because every special they've done on WWE 24 has been amazing. Like you said, the Daniel Bryan one, both of the WrestleManias one, uh, both the WrestleMania ones, the TakeOver one from Brooklyn last year, like every single 24 special they have done has been just exceptional. So saying this one is the best one yet, and I have to agree, I love that it. it was about an hour long, well worth checking out. And I tweeted this morning, there is just no doubt in my mind that anyone who watches that special, that to me automatically makes Seth Rollins the biggest baby face in the company. I don't know how he can be coming out of that thing, you know? Yeah, no, if you weren't behind him now, like, you're going to be behind him, like, after that special, like, they should have, like, made that special and have him return, like, uh, I mean, I know why they made him heal, because Reigns, I know, but you're not going to be able to handle a backlash unless they... I mean, the, the Jericho trolling thing seemed to work last night, but I don't know. We'll have to see because I'm still, I'm just a huge Rollins mark, so that's just me. Same, same. I mean, we're going to be cheering Rollins regardless anyway, but I mean, I just feel like coming off that special and the two returns last week or the return to Raw and then Extreme Rules or whatever, um, people I are just going to be... Chance, I, never, I never got a chance to ask. Um, you were there live in Rollins' return, so how was that experience? I just had a... Surreal, dude. Surreal. I mean, that was amazing. Just seeing Rollins alone was great, but just being there live for it. Because the thing is, the funny thing about it is, is that the news broke, not news, but I mean, there's been rumors for months that he was coming back, like at WrestleMania the next day. And when there were rumors circulating on that Sunday at Extreme Rules that he was coming back, I I thought, no, you know, no chance whatsoever, just considering that the dirt sheets are rarely right. 
And he ended up coming back that same night, and it was amazing. But just incredible. And they showed – I love the fact, too, because, you know, being there for it and then showing the footage of them at the Prudential Center and then him getting ready and then talking in the bus about it, like going back and forth between his – um, you know, rehab and then growing up and then going back to the return. It was so cool the way it played out. And he looked like he was psyched when he came out of the curtain on that Sunday night at Extreme Rules. So it was just amazing. But, I mean, like you said, we'll talk about it a little bit now. We won't have a formal Raw review probably, but we might as well talk about it now since you mentioned it. On Raw last night, he did the whole Jericho trolling thing, did not say a word, ran to the ring like five times. They dragged it out a little bit, but, I mean, it was, it was I mean, he did a great job at it. I mean, there's no one better at eliciting heat than Seth Rollins, and that's been the case for two years now, almost exactly two years from when the Shield broke up two years ago. But uh, it's just amazing that they're not going with the flow and having him transition into a babyface. But I said this last week, I'll ask you, Sal, do you think come Money in the Bank they were planning a double turn of sorts between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins? I don't think so. If anything, I can see Rollins turning transition out of the Reigns feud and turning face after mm. that, but I, I'm just like, Reigns would have been turned heels if they were going to turn him. It's just not going to happen at this point. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like John Cena turning heel because Reigns is, you know, just, like, getting into this, like, getting into a scene. But mm-hmm. Cena's been here for 10-plus years and hasn't turned. But, you know, I see Rollins turning, but I don't see a double turn happening at this point. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to see it, I just... Don't think it's happening right now. Like you said, I feel like the best chance, best case scenario is that both guys turn, obviously, but I feel like the most likely scenario is that they turn Rollins afterwards for a match with Triple H, maybe it's SummerSlam or later down the line. Hopefully sooner rather than later because I feel like if they wait longer, they're going to kind of waste, uh, you know, they're, they're just kind of cut the momentum short and not really capitalize off the buzz that this guy's been having in the recent, in the past couple of weeks since he came back. So hopefully sooner rather than later, but... Like I said, that special was just phenomenal. So hopefully they can kind of go full circle, turn him face in the near future. And it also gave me hope, too, that he's going babyface sooner rather than later just because he turned AJ last night. So they have one less babyface. That's what I wanted to discuss. Yeah. I, I think my dream is uh, a face Seth Rollins versus a heel AJ Styles at WrestleMania. That's what I think we should build towards. But we have to turn him first with that Triple H match, I think. I think that needs to happen. That should be Rollins' face when he turns, like, for Triple H. Mm-hmm. That just makes the most sense to me. No, I think that makes the most sense, too. I mean, I, I think just coming off... I mean, that match had to happen at some point. But if you think about it, I mean, Rollins as the heel, AJ as the babyface would be great, too. But I don't know at what point they would do that if they're transitioning Rollins' heel or babyface first. I mean, you, I guess you could do a face-and-face match. I mean, they did it with Reigns and AJ, but... One of them has to turn at some point. They just turned AJ. Hopefully Rollins goes babyface at some point soon. And then, like you said, I think best case scenario, they did that match at WrestleMania. I mean, initially I was hoping for an AJ. Uh, or I mean, I guess they could do AJ and Seth for the belt. I mean, that would be amazing too. I mean, there's so many matches they could do at WrestleMania next year, and hopefully we're both going to be there. So, I mean, that would be yeah. amazing. You know, to see him win the championship in Florida would be just phenomenal. But no pun intended. Um, I don't know if you saw on the Raw pre-show last night, but I'm hearing that Booker T confirmed that's going to be a title for SmackDown. AJ's going to be a championship going to be on SmackDown? I, I heard um, Booker T confirmed there's going to be a second championship on SmackDown. I, I just saw a tweet, so I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But I heard Booker T say, reference that there's going to be a second title introduced. Oh, okay. That's weird. I feel so, like there would have been bigger like fanfare like around that if they made the announcement last night, but I don't know. I don't know. I saw, um, what would I see? Yeah, I, I forgot the kid's name, but I saw like one or two people. And actually, one of my friends, Nick, Nick texted me actually that Booker T confirmed it. So maybe oh, it shit. is true. 
Maybe. I mean, so wait, basically what you're saying is that we could see that match possibly for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. See, I think the best thing, now that we got the Cena thing going, I think the best thing is maybe you could do AJ Cena at Money in the Bank and then do the second match at Battleground and make the final match for the title at SummerSlam. Ah, okay. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Do kind of the, the best of three series. Kind of like what they did with Owens, but hopefully he comes out on top as the new world champion, but... I mean, the thing is, is that the brand split, we'll get into that kind of now, I guess, but it really does throw a wrench into all these, not big money matches, but all the matches we thought we were going to see at SummerSlam. I mean, I thought we were going to see Cena Reigns, and we still could, but I feel like, I mean, as you said when you tweeted me last week, we could see Cena on SmackDown and Reigns on Raw, which I think is probably what they should do. I mean, Cena and Reigns should not be on the same show. And then in that case, how do you do a match at SummerSlam if both guys aren't on the same brand for the world? I have no idea, but I feel like, they could do that match, and AJ might go to SmackDown. He could be the top heel over there, and then they can have, I don't know, Owens be the top heel on Raw. I'm not exactly sure how it would work out, but you could do that match at the World Championship at yeah. SummerSlam. That'd be an amazing match. And about Reigns and Cena, I was thinking about a way you could do a match. Like, maybe they start off on the same show, and, and they both have to be like, they both want to run the show and be like, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, and then the loser leaves the brand match kind of thing. That's all I can think, really. Oh, okay. I could see that, yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, too... I mean, I, the match has been rumored to be happening for a while now at SummerSlam, but I think the long issue has always been, I mean, I mean, both are babyface in that case, but it's in fucking Brooklyn, so how did you get shared for yeah. a John Cena-Roman Reigns match? I mean, Cena's been gone for how many months? Six, seven months? And he's still not, like, overly booed as much as Roman Reigns, which was funny, last night on Raw, but he still had a fair share of boos last night on the show. It's like, the guy's been gone for almost, like, over half a year. People still hate the guy, which just never ceases yeah. to amaze me, but... I mean, I guess it's possible they could do that match at uh, at SummerSlam, Cena, and then AJ. And, I mean, I guess it really all depends on what they do at Money in the Bank. So what do you see happening at Money in the Bank between AJ and Cena? Um, I see AJ getting the victory via the bowl of close help. That's what I see. That's what I see. I don't think Cena can beat AJ in the first match because AJ lost WrestleMania, Payback, and Extreme Rules. Yep. AJ needs to look credible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's best-case scenario. Like you said, I think he needs a big win at this point after three straight pay-per-view losses, so I would agree that he needs to beat Cena in the first match. I mean, I would even go so far as to say he beats him in the second match, too, unless the unless the plan is that he wins the third match. But, I mean, I feel like that's where they went wrong with Owens. I mean, it's two years, or not two years, one year to the day where they had the chamber match and Owens beat him at Elimination Chamber, which was amazing, and then he lost the very next month, which was all right, but then he lost the third match too, and it's like, what was the point? So hopefully they can give Cena, you know, 0-2 against AJ, which would be great, so we'll see. But um, speaking of the draft, though, I mean, when the news broke last week, I did a whole, I talked about it a lot, so I really want to get your thoughts on it more so than mine. On um, The WWE draft, the brand split is coming back, or the brand extension, as they called it last night on Raw. I know you were psyched just as much as I was, if not even more. Uh, what were your thoughts on when the news broke last week? I, it was surreal because, like, I heard the rumors about it, but, you know, I just didn't see it returning just because it's been, like, what, six years now since, like, we had a, like, a legit brand split, maybe even more than that, because I, I started watching wrestling back in 07 when the brand split was intact, mm-hmm. and, like, you had, you were a Raw or SmackDown superstar, so I was, like, I was watching when, like, Tino was running Raw, and, like, Edge was running SmackDown, so that's when I got into wrestling, and to see that again, I think it can work with a proper booking but they have to book it right just because you know my only fear is raw being three hours and like something going wrong because towards the end it just you know the brand split was like worthless like to me 
Yeah, same. No, I think, like you said, the the brand extension. I mean, there's not really an official death date on it, but when they started doing the Super Show shit in like August yeah. of 2011, like that was like basically the end of the brand extension. But even before that, though, when they had the draft and Cena got drafted to SmackDown and then drafted right back to Raw, and people were switching brands for no reason, like. I would even argue like the last two or three years of like from 2009 from like 2011 was worthless, like you said. I mean, at least at that point, like in 07, when you started watching, it still meant something. When I started watching in 08, it still kind of made sense. But then towards the end, even by like the time bragging rights was around, which which would have been a lot better had they done it like five years earlier. But it's just, it was such a waste. I don't know why, but I guess they really kind of lost their way with it. So bringing it back is great. But the thing is, is that they didn't really do it right the first time, or at least a couple years down the line. So here is hoping they can work out the mistakes. But like you said, I feel like the biggest issue that we talked about last week is Raw being three hours. And you asked me the same question yesterday for hashtag AskGSM, but I'm going to ask you, what do you feel like they can do to kind of work on that issue and make the three hours work for Monday Night Raw with only half the roster? Um, I definitely think Raw needs not even like a lot more star power, but you know, give them a either push a few more guys or do something because I really do not want to see all three social outcasts in one match, like, <laughs> in matches in, in one night because, like, that's just me, like, and Raw last night, like, with the whole with the whole roster, you know, it, I, besides the six-man tag at the end and besides um, AJ Turn, there's really no, nothing significant except for the Goldberg trailer, but, you know, that was, we'll get to that, but, um, you know, they have to, they have to push more guys. That's what it is. And maybe call up some NXT guys and give them some, give them the raw because and it, please, for the love of God, just stop making like you know, like you're saying. I you, remember, you brought up that you don't make Reigns appear like nine times, Rollins appear like five. Like you know, have everyone make one appearance, and I think we can work. Like, but it mainly you have to push more guys. That's Definitely. I mean, I think they have the roster with so many people coming back like Orton, Wyatt, and Neville. And then the people that weren't on the show last night, people like Paige and Kalisto. I mean, they don't really mean much right now, but I feel like they can mean something with the brand split. So it's a really, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be an amazing concept at first. I feel like, I mean, it's the internet, it's the IWC. People are going to shit all over it when it first happens and you get like all these people on Raw. It's like, I haven't seen this person on Raw in years, but it's going to take a long time to adjust. But I feel like in the long haul, which is what counts, because if they blow all their if they blow their load in the first you know month or so by doing so many money matches on Raw and making it feel like amazing for the first month, it's not going to mean anything in the long haul, which is what the the issue they ran into the first time. But yeah, like you said, I feel like my biggest concern is that they're going to have Reigns on Raw every other segment, which they didn't do last night. I mean, they haven't done that for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I was thinking yesterday they haven't had Reigns close out Raw in like a month. I mean, I probably since the Raw that you were at, right, like a month and a half ago. Um, yeah, it was, um, Reigns Del Rio. Yeah, it's then, uh, maybe they were on after that. They probably did, like, a six-man or something after that. But other than that, he really hasn't been in the main event at all. Yeah, no, he's more, like, at the 10 o'clock spot. Yeah, yeah, like the 9, 10 o'clock spot, which is weird. But, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, we've been getting fresh faces in the main event, so they're already, I mean... We, we, I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different opinions on the new era and stuff like that and if it's really working, but I think it is. I mean, I think they're really trying to change the formula of the show. I mean, this week we had uh, six fresh faces in the main event. The week before that, we had AJ and Owens in a great match. The week before that, we had the women, which wasn't amazing, but it was something different. So at least they're trying new stuff. So hopefully with the brand split, they could do that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I mean, speaking of the people, like, like you said, the people getting, are other people getting opportunities? What type of people or who do you see, you know, specifically getting the biggest benefit out of the brand split? You know, this guy gets a lot of TV time already, but I, I think if we introduce like more, two titles and have more TV time, I can see Owens becoming a, like more than a star than he already is. Like Owens mm-hmm. has, is everything. Like he gets the pop, he's behind, the crowd's behind him and he's a heel. So, you know, just, you'd have to ignore the crowd not to push this guy during the brand split. And push him like even further and make him like a dominant force. Cause I, yeah. If there, if there is two titles, I can actually see Owens walking in with one of those titles going into WrestleMania. I could see that. I could see him defending the belt. I mean, it would be great if they could do something along the lines of, and then someone asked me this yesterday. Actually, I'm going to get your thoughts on this. This might be, now that you mentioned that this could be decent an idea. Um, someone asked yesterday in the Q&A video, what if they split up Owens and Zayn in the draft? And I wasn't high on the idea just because I feel like the feud is so hot right now. It would be kind of silly to kind of cut it short before SummerSlam. But what they can do, and what they've done before, what they did last year, and they could do it again this year, is that these guys are going to be feuding forever. Like, I think they're going to be feuding for the rest, as long as they're in WWE together. But what they could do is draft one to SmackDown, make Owens like the face of SmackDown, the top heel on SmackDown as a world champion, whatever. And then you can going into WrestleMania, I don't know if Zayn, I don't think Zayn will win the Royal Rumble or Owens or maybe, you know, it's possible. Who knows? One of them wins the Royal Rumble and then you get that brand versus brand match at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Do you see that as a possibility? I mean, I'm not ruling it out because the future the is so big, but I think we need to keep them on the same show just because you had to have hot feuds and that's like probably going to be one of the hottest views of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we need to cap that off for now. Like keep that on the back burner. Like after SummerSlam, then they can obviously feud again, like, you know, come like 2017. But I think their 2016 feud should be capped, capped off. And Sami Zayn should get a big one at SummerSlam. I, I just think we need to do that. Like Sami Zayn, you know, he is, you know, he is winning matches, but his priority right now is to get that big win over Owens. Like that's the story we're trying to write right now. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, and I think, and it's great the way they've booked this out, too. I mean, technically, they've been feeding since the start of the year in the Rumble, and that was fucking five months ago. So they did that. They had the match at WrestleMania, the multi-man match, the one-on-one match of Payback, which was great. That Owens won clean, the four-way at Extreme Rules. Now they're going to be both in Money in the Bank. I don't know if they do another I mean, match at Battleground, so we'll I mean, see. You can go all the way back and say they've been feuding since Owens debuted at TakeOver. Like, they never really, like... Never really stopped, yeah. Feud. Yeah, it never really stopped. Like, and then you, if you, what was I watching? Um, I forgot what I saw, but um, Zane was, I think it was something with Zane that was like a thing, and it said like, you know, Owens took my debut. Oh, it was their promo for WrestleMania. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or for payback you know, or something. Yeah. And you know, they never, they never was this called? Like, it never really, it never ended. Like, it's so I, I can see this being like, you know, like you said, feuding forever. Like. That's what I think it is, and so I think we should definitely, you know, have that match at SummerSlam because that has to be one of the top matches. And then having not having them face one on one again at Extreme Rules makes me think that's going to happen. I hope so. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Have, they would have just done the match at the pay per view. Yeah, like you said. So I feel like they would have blown it off by now if that wasn't the long term plan. So hopefully, they're holding out. It seems like. As it currently stands, brand split or no brand split, we're in store for like a lot of marquee matches at the at the SummerSlam pay per view. 
even if we don't get seen in AJ and they do it sooner than expected and we get seen in Reigns instead, that's still a big match we've never seen before. We can get seen in AJ. We can get that match. Maybe Rollins and Triple H or Rollins and somebody else. It's going to be a big show. So hopefully. We got uh, Balor. They do, I would hope, after mm-hmm. this because it's, I think NXT TakeOver, the end, it refers to the you know end of Balor. Yeah. Yeah, same. NXT. Yeah. And I, I don't know when you call it Balor. Maybe you can have him be a draft pick. Like maybe he just. You know, maybe like you can be like one NXT starts getting drafted and then have Balor be that draft pick. And I don't know. I'm just wondering how they're going to do the draft because they can't do a lot of they can't do it like how they did back in like 08, 07 because no one's really drafted anymore. So I think they have to go do it back. Like you know, have you ever seen the draft in like 02? Like when they like actually came out and made their picks. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, I think that would make more sense. In the 4 one, they just put everyone's name in a lotto ball and they just picked it out as like a like a literal lottery. I mean, obviously it wasn't real, but like the concept of a lottery. I mean, yeah. either one would work, but I feel like the O2 version would work better, or at least it would make more sense because we have you know two GMs of both shows and they're trying to draft their picks. As long as it's done better, because I feel like that show, I've, I don't know why, I watched that show back, it wasn't that good, and it didn't really make much sense, like, they would pick three people in one, like, they picked the entire NWO, and they would pick, like, Nidia before they picked Triple A, like, all this random shit, but hopefully yeah. they would do it better, I don't know. What do you think was where, I, I think Shane runs SmackDown, that's what I'm thinking, and then maybe you can just give Steph and Triple H Raw, and maybe Stephanie Raw, just one general manager, because... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was the other. Way. I thought it could be Sheen on Raw, but honestly, like to me, it wouldn't really matter just because I, I'm. A, I'm a, obviously a lot of people are a bigger Sheen Mark than a Stephanie Mark. But if he's yeah. running Raw, he's he's in you know in charge of the flagship show. I mean, hopefully they're both going to be equal. I mean, that's the dream scenario here. Raw and SmackDown, they're going to be equal shows. But if he's in charge of SmackDown, he's going to be in charge of like the cool show, which people are kind of getting on board with anyway. So, I mean, I, I would hope he's in charge of SmackDown, but I don't really even think it matters. But I think bottom line is that both these people are, I mean, both McMahons are going to be running Raw and SmackDown. It's not like they're bringing back Regal or fucking Eric Bischoff or something. Yeah. I think it's going to be these guys. You know, and I like how, like, you know, the, you know Stephanie's playing the face roles right now, but, like, slowly that's going to dwindle and they can start, like, that brand rivalry. And it, it'll be it'll mean a lot more because it's going to be, like, brother and sister. And then mm-hmm. you can bring, tri- bring Triple H and get him involved and then, Maybe built to some huge match at WrestleMania. I mean, or maybe even SummerSlam. Probably. I mean, I would be fine, totally fine with that. Like a representative match, Raw versus SmackDown. I mean, we, we used to see that stuff all the time. I mean, even back when the brand split first happened, like SummerSlam 02, the show was amazing, but a lot of the backstage yeah. stuff was a lot of Bischoff representing Raw and Stephanie on SmackDown. They had like an IC title match about where the belt would go where and who would win and trades and stuff like that's what I want to see and that was a great feud Shane and or not Shane and Stephanie uh Stephanie and Eric back in 02 and they continued on through most of the year but like you said I feel like it would make even more sense now and they would have even better chemistry because it's brother and sister it's not just two random people so I mean they could do something like that I would I would definitely hope so I mean speaking of Stephanie too I gotta ask you this so we had this random backstage segment last night that served no purpose in the end. Oh, so, yeah, no. Charlotte, right? <laughs> yeah, with Charlotte walking backstage after they showed the video package of her kicking Ric Flair to the curb, and she's confronted by Stephanie McMahon, who just completely cuts her balls off and says, you're the worst women's champion of all time, you're a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. And she does nothing else. She does nothing else. I don't know if it was you or somebody. I think it was somebody else. But somebody said on Twitter that... uh. 
Only two weeks ago, she slapped Ric Flair in the face. Now she's, you know, turning on Charlotte, too. Like, is she supposed to be the heel? Or, like, it makes no sense. What were your thoughts on that segment last night? Um, I was confused because, you know, I don't know what Stephanie is right now. Like, she's doing some heel things, and then she's doing some face things. And I heard that she's supposed to be playing a face role because she has a book coming out or something coming out. For yeah. Her. Yeah. And um, so I was just confused. And I think it would have made definitely a lot more sense if you had Natalia or even Becky Lynch, like, do something like that, since they're going to actually, it seems like they're doing a tag team match at Money to Bank, I would have one of them do it, or someone that she's actually going to feud with, but she's not going to have a match with Stephanie, so I don't know what the point of that serves, and, yeah, no, I, I was just confused, and I don't really wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, I just felt it was so worthless. I mean, I've talked about this here on the show multiple times in the past, just with Stephanie just completely emasculating Every baby face on the roster. And now she's doing it to heels too. Now it doesn't even matter if you're a man or a woman. She does it to everybody. She did it to Big Show. She slapped Roman Reigns like 20 times a couple months ago. Like she does it to basically everybody. And Charlotte was no exception. So, I mean, you just kind of answered the question. But you don't think a match versus them, you know, Stephanie versus Charlotte is in the cards for SummerSlam? Hopefully not. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Stephanie wrestling, I mean, I would see it. I mean, she did she did wrestle one of the Bellas, I think it was Nikki, right? Uh, Brie a couple years ago, yeah. Brie, yeah, Brie a couple years ago. And, um, so, I mean, it's not out of the question, but I don't see it happening because I think the money match for Charlotte is Sasha. That's yeah. Like that's what we all want to see. So, yeah, no, I just don't think that's, that's really not going to go anywhere. Well, you know, it was just kind of, oh, no, um, Stephanie, like, Stephanie, um, Stephanie, um, bashing on Charlotte's really not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. You don't want to see Stephanie as women's champion over Sasha Banks at SummerSlam? What are you talking about? Oh, no, I said, what the call? I said, um, I said Stephanie's in a, I said Stephanie bashing on Charlotte's no, no. nowhere, I said. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I, oh, you're, oh, you were joking. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I could see them putting the title on Stephanie, but I doubt, I would hope not. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, no, God, I'd hope not. No, like you said, I feel like absolutely, I totally agree. Stephanie, or rather, no, God, hopefully not. It's uh, Charlotte and Sasha at SummerSlam. It has to be. It has to be. I mean, she hasn't been on TV I mean, forever. The only thing, other thing I can see is um, Charlotte and Bailey. You call it Bailey, but I think we need to get that Sasha-Charlotte match first before we get Bailey-Charlotte. Yeah. Bailey-Sasha. Yeah, I mean, that was the match we thought we were going to get at WrestleMania. What we got instead was still amazing between Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. I mean, one of the best matches, if not the best main roster match of this year. But, uh, uh, you know, just prolonging it, I think, is even better. I think it, and I, the women definitely stole the show at WrestleMania. I would say that undoubtedly. Yeah, I feel like it was the best wrestled match on the show. And um, as term, in terms of Bailey, like you said, Charlotte and Bailey at WrestleMania, or rather at SummerSlam, like you said, doing Sasha and Charlotte makes more sense for now. And then, I mean, this isn't my idea. People have talked about this before, but you call it Bailey the next night on Raw in the same building where they did the match a year exactly to the day. At Takeover, and they do Bailey and Sasha, not the next pay per view, but they could tease it or whatever. So, I mean, to call it Bailey before SummerSlam, I just feel like would be way too soon. Yeah, because we still, I think we still need to get, um, we still need to get that second Bailey Oscar match at uh, Takeover Brooklyn. I would think, I would hope. Yeah, yeah, they have to do it at Brooklyn because otherwise, I don't know why they're not doing it next week at Takeover, just because. It's odd because she's not her. I mean, in, in storyline, she's her, but they're doing Nia Jax instead, which says to me that they're doing the rematch at some point, but if she's not legitimately her, there's no reason why they wouldn't have done the match at 
next week's special unless they're saving it for Brooklyn so she could be called up afterwards. So hopefully that's the plan. I mean, I would. I mean, it's not. A, it's not even that far fetched because we're talking NXT here and they do things that make sense. Unlike WWE, more often than not. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, either way, the stuff with the women, you know, Sans Stephanie McMahon should be great going forward. But uh, just a lot of stuff going on right now. I mean, you mentioned at the start of the show, we'll talk about it a little bit right now. So over the weekend, we had the vignettes on Twitter. I think it was on WWE's Twitter and the 2K Video Games Twitter as well. The hatch pictures. And people were going crazy. Yeah. What is this? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I knew for a fact. I mean, I think everyone I got their hopes up way too much in considering that it was anything more than just for the video game. Which it always is. I mean, this goes back years, too. I mean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I think it was like three or four years ago. I think it was four years ago at this point. They had these weird-ass videos on the website that were like total anarchy, like people going crazy and shit, and everyone was like, oh, Dean Ambrose is coming up. And it was like, for the, remember that for like the WWE 13 video game? I think I remember that, and then it was like something, and then you had like CM Punk on the, on the thing, and yes. he like talking or something. On the podium, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, people were talking about, like, it, they thought it was for Dean Ambrose. Like, this is, again, and like, two years ago, too, when they aired the thing for Sting, and he tweeted that 7-14-16, like, or 7-14-14, oh, he's coming to Raw this Monday. No, it was just for the video game. And then all the commercials are great. The commercials, they're hype, and, like, they're all the shit that they do. The merchandising for this game is fucking amazing. But anyway, so people got their hopes up for the commercial, or for the, for the fucking hatch reveal which was not mentioned by WWE at all, other than on Twitter. It wasn't mentioned on the yeah. website. or the. I don't know if it was mentioned on the pre-show. I don't watch the pre-show, but I don't think like, so. It was, like, it was like in the middle, the commercial aired like in the middle of a commercial break. Like, yeah. It was like, yeah, exactly. Like, like they, you thought they would have, if they had been up on Twitter, be like, oh, they, they would have hyped it up during the night and then like aired a trailer like later on, like showed all the tweets throughout the night and maybe aired it like right before the main event. Yeah, exactly. They would have, they would have advertised and said, oh, tonight we're going to get the big reveal. It's not like the whole 221-11 thing where it was like Undertaker or people thought it was Sting at the time or whatever, but where they hyped it up and they played it like twice in one night and it's like, oh, the big reveal's next Monday. Like, stay t-. It's not like that at all. So anyway, people got their hopes up. It was for the video game ultimately and the commercial ended up being for, for Goldberg as a downloadable character in the game, which I thought was cool. I mean, we've had him in the game before. He was in the game a couple of years ago for like the Road to WrestleMania mode or whatever the hell it was. Um, but I, I don't know if he's on the cover. I don't think so. I guess we'll find um, out. But I think, I think Lesnar's on the cover. I don't know if you saw, but he was riding away. And in the window reflection, there's a sign, and it said Suplex City on it. Mm-hmm. No, well, so yeah. I, well, I, speaking of that, I mean, what do you think that means? I think that I think that means one Lesnar's on the cover, and two. I mean, SummerSlam. I would hope. I mean, the cover star. I mean, not the cover star. The downloadable character is always. Come back in some shape or form, Warrior Hall of Fame, Sting for the match at WrestleMania 31. So maybe Goldberg's coming back. I would have to think if they're on that good terms for him to be on the cover of, I mean, not the cover, wow, be like featured for a download on the game. So. Yeah, when people said I, the whole Suplex City thing, I thought. I thought people were just over-exaggerating and people sometimes see what they want to see. I'm like, there's no way that could be true. So when I watched the commercial itself, I mean, the picture that people that was floating around last night wasn't too clear. But when they watched the video again this morning, it's pretty clear. It says Suplex City in the window, so you're absolutely right. But, uh... What do you say? Someone tweeted at Goldberg, um, is it me or did I see, um, a Suplex City sign? And he tweeted at Goldberg and he said, um, no, it's not just you. I saw it too. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, maybe it does mean something. I don't know if it's... I don't, SummerSlam fe- feels too soon. They could do it at WrestleMania. 
But uh, I don't know. I think WrestleMania would be nice with SummerSlam just because I might be going. It'd be even better. I just want to see Goldberg. But, I mean, speaking hopefully, of which, I mean, we'll see. If they, if they do a Lesnar Goldberg, too, hopefully it's definitely a better match. It's <laughs> not anything like WrestleMania 20. Let's hope not. I mean, the funny thing is that if it takes place at SummerSlam, it's also in New York. Not New York City, but close enough in Brooklyn. Yeah. So if the match sucks, they're going to let them hear about it all over again. So, but I think Goldberg is going to come back in some shape or form, whether it be a Hall of Fame induction or one, one more match. I, I think he, you know, I think that's, I don't think he would be like in the trailer, be a downloadable character and hyped up all this for nothing. This is pretty game. Sort of like Sting. Yeah, no, he's got to be doing something big. I feel like Hall of Fame is almost guaranteed. I mean, like you said, Warrior and I mean, Warrior didn't wrestle, obviously. The guy was 50-something years old, but he still went to the Hall of Fame. Sting wrestled, and then he went to the Hall of Fame. Goldberg, I mean, it's interesting because he's definitely Hall of Fame worthy, and he will be going in at some point. That's always been evident. It's just the fact that they were never able to get on the same terms. I have no idea why they didn't induct him five, six years ago when they were in Atlanta for WrestleMania. That seemed to make the most sense, but they dropped the ball on that. But just in the years since, I mean, there were rumors he was coming back at WrestleMania 30, and that never happened. And when I talked to him last year, he said there's no chance there'll be a WrestleMania. I don't plan on it. He didn't really sound too excited, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, people have worked with the video games before and then not come back. I mean, Macho, I mean, it's a little different. I mean, when they came out with all remember that All-Stars video game that came out a while ago? Oh, yeah. It was I a good game. Was yeah, well. They, well, Savage was in it, and he did, like, promotional work for it. And it was just with the video game company and not, and not the... Um, and not WWE, but I feel like Goldberg yeah. is coming back because he's all over Raw. They didn't really advertise the All-Stars game too well. It's not like they were saying, like, Savage is back. So, I mean, who knows? Someone actually pitched a cool idea. I saw them tweeting it. I'm saying, what if the commercials, like, you know, ran over and, like, you know, you start off with Goldberg, like, you know, you end it in the last one with Goldberg in a police car, and then, you like, you have the police car keep on doing something, and then and it ends up with Goldberg in the arena and the police car coming out after either Lesnar or maybe Cena or something. I mean, That's that sick. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, SummerSlam would be the best place. Now that you mentioned it, I feel like WrestleMania would be cool. But they were really capitalizing off the Sting stuff earlier than they did. I mean, it's not like, the, I mean, the game came out in November. But he also made his debut in November, too, at Survivor Series. Yeah. They planted the seeds pretty and, early. And Sting actually did um, promotional work. He actually, um, he was at, like, SummerSlam. I, I yeah. think he was at SummerSlam Access or something. He was doing something one before the game came out, so he was, Sting was making appearances, just not on TV. Yeah, he but was I, doing, no. like, the panel stuff and stuff. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I think Goldberg-Lesnar, if it's not Goldberg, I mean, which even that in itself is a long shot, but it's still, I guess, it's probably the likeliest scenario as of right now. Speaking of which, I mean, who else do you see facing Brock Lesnar next? Maybe it's SummerSlam, like Bray Wyatt, maybe, that was never really came to uh, fruition before Wyatt got hurt? My only problem with Bray Wyatt, I mean, I would love to see the match, but Bray Wyatt has to come back looking strong, and he can't take a loss to Lesnar. Yeah. He can't take another big loss. So, to face Lesnar, I mean, who is there? Like, that's my big question, because, you know, I mean, you can do you can do Cena Lesnar again, but he's, he's in a program with AJ. You can do Reigns Lesnar, but I think they're saving that for Lesnar's final match. So, I don't know where you go with um, Lesnar right now. I mean... Trying to think. There's a couple. You can do do Orton Lesnar. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, there's a couple different people they could do, 
but it's not like there's no real storyline reason because it feels like for the past two or three years there's always been like an obvious direction like oh when he comes back he's gonna feud with taker or when he comes back he's going for the title i don't think he's going back for the title come SummerSlam. i don't think he's in the plans for that but it seems like for the past couple of years we knew what he was doing but now, I mean, the last time we saw him, he beat Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. I mean, he's obviously coming back at some point, but for what? And Orton would be cool. I mean, obviously, they would make something up. They could say he attacked him in the parking lot. Who fucking knows? But, I mean, they could do something. But the match is fresh. The match is something new. We've never yeah. seen it before. So, I mean, I'd be on board for it. I mean, what they probably should have done, I mean, I mean, obviously, WrestleMania already happened. And they should have done, done Lesnar or Wyatt at WrestleMania and maybe build up Dean Ambrose, like, all the way till SummerSlam, and maybe do Dean Ambrose Lesnar at SummerSlam, but you know, that's what I think they should have been. But yeah. Because, I mean, what did Lesnar benefit after, out, of, out of that? Like, you know, obviously, I mean, and Dean Ambrose didn't get a benefit. Now he's benefited after two wins from Chris Jericho, but. Yeah, no, I mean, at this point, I think it did only nothing but hinder his momentum. At, at least at this point in time, coming off the loss to Brock Lesnar, I actually am. I actually thought of something. I actually thought you have you have Reigns Rollins run into Battleground, and then you have some competition where Ambrose is again. Obviously, Ambrose wins the money bank and attempt to cash in, and something goes down, and then we Ambrose like since he's in a safe face, I would assume he catches and makes it in a triple threat for SummerSlam. Yeah. Or, or I can see him catching a mid match at Battleground, winning the title, and then only for like Reigns to win it back at SummerSlam. I mean. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Hopefully, I mean, I could, I could see Seth Rollins going in as champion. There's a couple different possibilities. But I was thinking about that, too, the other day when someone asked me, like, who do I see winning Money in the Bank? And there's so many people that could win it. But Dean Ambrose, I feel like with the current landscape of the world title picture right now, and the only reason, I mean, I guess the only thing I have against that is that I really, really, really want to see that match at WrestleMania. But they have so many years ahead of them. They could do it again at WrestleMania. Or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like you said, they could do Rollins and AJ at WrestleMania. There's so many different plans. Like, there's so many different possibilities. I mean, but last year I was so hell-bent on Reigns winning that money to bank. And then Sheamus won on. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So like the, last, <laughs> the, last, the last obvious money to bank winner was Rollins, I would have to think. That's because... We all expected that, you know, Rollins was just coming off the big heel turn and stuff. Yeah. So that's, that made the most sense. So, I mean, going for what I was seeing in Money Bank, I would give it to Owens. I think Owens would benefit the most out of that Money Bank. Ambrose can, you know, pick it up, pick up a win. Yeah. Match, maybe at WrestleMania. I think you give Ambrose the Royal Rumble win and somehow make it a triple threat at WrestleMania. Shield triple threat and Ambrose wins there. Yeah, Ambrose has gone for the title before by himself. I mean, he can win a contender's yeah. match, and he doesn't feel out of place in the main event scene, not like Owens does, but Owens, in the last year that he's been in WWE, has never gone for the title, other than that one tournament like last November, but that technically wasn't for the championship. He wasn't in the finals or anything, yeah. so... I mean, I feel like that what that's what's going to get him to the next level, like a la CM Punk or uh, freaking, I don't know, Edge or RVD. Like, all those people were, you knew they were going to become a world champion at some point, but up to that point, for the most part, they had never gone for the world championship, or a lot, at least not on a regular basis. So Owens, I mean, if they bring him to SmackDown, he can go for the World Heavyweight Championship. Ambrose can always go to the World Championship at any point in time, so it doesn't really matter if he has the briefcase or not. But I feel like, I mean, like I'm you said... 
I mean, there's a couple different possibilities. I mean, like JBL said on commentary last week, they could have Ambrose win and then cash in that same night. I mean, there's a lot of different directions they can go in, which is exciting. I'm honestly fine with anyone winning that match except Del Rio. Oh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, unless like the, unless, like, the last spot goes to like Darren Young or something. I mean, like that's the worst case scenario. But yeah, I agree. I right. Well, and I, apparently, I guess um, there was a backstage, um, some backstage where Del Rio was complaining of that he was supposed to like get a big time push and then he never got. I don't know. Those are all rumors, but you know, Del Rio, I can see that happening. And, but I hope to God he does not walk out money to make, and I don't think he will. But no. Oh. Yeah, that'd be I mean, awful. I mean, even it's though, I mean, even though Jericho's not a younger star, it'd be cool to see him win the match. You know, he invested. You know, it never happened. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, we also too. I mean, a lot of people have been saying for a long time now he deserves. And I don't know if he's gonna, you know, give himself the credit because he's so humble and whatever. He, he's the most selfless wrestler basically in the world, and that he always puts other people over and whatever. But um, I feel like he does deserve one last reign as world champion before he hangs it up. And it depends on when he retires. I mean, it could, fi- it could be five years down the line for all we know. But he deserves I mean, at least one more reign as world champion. I mean, who does he, who does he really have the feud with that's left? I know. I mean, there's obviously guys being called up. But, you know, I mean, I can see a Jericho Rollins program. I can see, you know, Ballard coming up. Like, he loves working with, or I know he wants to work with Nakamura. Like, that's obvious. He said, he said something in an interview where he, he started he started doing um, something with Nakamura on Twitter, like you said. Yeah, a couple so, months ago, yeah. He called him like a stupid idiot or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, but I think Jericho, Jericho actually stayed a lot longer than I thought. I thought he was going to be done at WrestleMania. I thought he was going to lose the style and done, but I'm surprised. I think maybe SummerSlam will be it. I'm yeah, sure. probably. I think he's but being no, advertised I, through August, yeah. So, you know, I mean, he actually had a pretty good run. He came back, like, I think it was, like, about three weeks before the Royal Rumble, so... Yeah, in the first episode of Raw of the Year. I mean, I would argue, I mean, RJ and I have been saying this for months now, but I feel like this has undoubtedly been his best run, probably since the one with Punk four years ago, if not since before that, when he came back for the second time, with the stuff with Mysterio and Michaels and shit, and... Yeah. I mean, even the stuff with Punk, I mean, the feud with Punk was amazing, but after that, he didn't really do anything I mean he was in like he went for the title at one point like some random ass four away at over the limit then he, then he turned then he turned and then he feuded with Ziggler yeah and that was good too and that was short lived and then he left you know like he turned and then, and then, he, came, then he left again and then he came back at number two in the Royal Rumble I remember that yeah and then that was cool like oh that was sick like he, maybe he's gonna face Ziggler Mania and that never always, happened either it always seems like his he runs like from January to SummerSlam. That's just like seeing what Jericho does, and then he takes off that, you know, that hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think two years ago. Yeah, two years ago was the only exception that he came back in like June, and then he was only around for the Wyatt program. Yeah, but that was still good too. But I mean, a lot of the stuff he's done in recent years has been good, but not great. But I feel like everything he's done this year, I mean, even the stuff with Punk was great, but everything else after that, that he was around for the last four to five months, was just kind of there or just good. Everything he's done this year has been just amazing. Like the stuff with AJ was exceptional, and the stuff with Ambrose was really good too. And just him as a heel, the stupid idiot stuff is just amazing, and he's just so entertaining. So, and he's he's one of the last truly great heels they have left. So it's going to be sad when he eventually leaves again. And I, but I, I agree that he does deserve at least one more run with the title. You know, like, even if it's like um, even if it's like you know a month or two. Yeah. You know, one last run, hang him up, and. But what's 
again, I'm, I want to bring back up Styles. You know, I hope they can make this heel turn work because Styles is like you just naturally appeal to him as like mm-hmm. a face guy. Like sort of, this, I I don't want to like use this as a reminder, but like you know when I try like the Daniel Bryan heel turn thing, and I obviously like like I couldn't get behind the heel turn because I was just so like I just like Daniel Bryan so much that mm-hmm. you know. So I just hope like that doesn't you know stop AJ from like from fans like letting him get to his full potential as a heel because you naturally like AJ Styles, especially if you're an IWC. I mean, but even even casual fans seem to love AJ Styles. I mean, his merchandise is going like crazy. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing about this heel turn. I mean, I think it's cool, and I'm very happy that we're going to be seeing an AJ Cena program at some point. Just the heel turn concerns me a little bit just because, like you said, for one thing, he's one of the most, or was anyway, one of the most over baby faces on the roster since he arrived back in January. Two, he's got a baby, he's got a movie, he's got a movie set, move set like a baby face. And then three, people just, like you said, they just naturally connect with him. So I don't know. I think, I mean, if he's going to be with the club, I mean, I guess they could do something a lot like with the Bullet Club, where he was a heel in New Japan, but people loved him so much. He was kind of like a cool heel, but I feel like cool heels don't really have that long-term potential because they don't know whether to cheer or cheer or face for him. I don't know what they're going to do with him, you know, in the future, in the you know, in the upcoming future. I mean, the way they booked the last night. I mean, I I, I liked it a lot. I'm not gonna. I mean, I was it was surprising as hell. I did not see that coming out of nowhere. Like that mm-hmm. was from left field, but. You know, the way, like, they had him running back and stuff, like, that that was, that really showed, like, a heel side. And then, like, him just, like, doing his pose in front of the camera, that, I, I thought that was, like, you know, kind of, like, a good thing to do. And, like, it sold him as a heel, but we'll see how it, we'll see how it does um, in the coming weeks. Like you said, that segment was great. I mean, undoubtedly the best thing on Raw last night, but when Cena came out, I'm thinking, you know, someone has to come out. He just can't come out and talk, or he's got to say something to kind of build towards the next program. But I figured, you know, here comes fucking Heath Slater to take an AA or whatever. And then out comes AJ, the last person I expected. I probably should have seen that coming. I mean, at that point in the show, he hadn't been on the show. He hadn't been on the episode yet. And I don't know. I guess it, it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. But I was like, I don't know. I, no one really put two and two together. I didn't really see anyone talking about that at all. Like, oh, maybe they'll interact. I mean, someone said last week maybe they team up against the club. So when he turned heel, I was even more surprised. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. But they, uh, the heel turn was actually, like, you know, right under our nose because mm-hmm. um, when they were advertising that Raw in Green Bay, it was John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Dr. Allen. So maybe oh. they knew the heel turn was coming for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what they advertised, and I guess the dark match never ended up happening. But um, that's what was advertised for the coming for a few weeks, actually. So um, maybe they knew about this heel turn for a while now. Probably. I mean, they probably had in the works for a while, because I imagine they've probably been planning this for, I mean, they advertised Cena's return a month ago, like at the end of April, and they probably knew, okay, so when Cena gets back, I mean, the thing was, too, that people were saying I was going after the U.S. title, I thought the same thing, but there yeah. was never really any report of that. It wasn't like, oh, it's been reported that Cena's going back after the title. A lot of people just assume that, and it felt like that made sense, too, because he never really lost the belt, or he never went back after it, whatever. But anyway, it wasn't like, oh, we know he's going back after the title. Just a lot of people speculated that was happening. That was never really a report or anything. It's not, so it's not like the dirt suits were wrong. But like you said, I mean, I feel like they probably knew about this for a while now because they were kind of teasing an AJ heel turn during the feud of the Reigns. So um, it's, it's like, okay, if they're not going to do it now, they're probably not going to do it at all. So the fact yeah. they did it last night was very surprising. And the way it was done was amazing. And it feels like it's been a long time since we've had one of those encounters 
between two wrestlers that felt like Rock and Hogan from WrestleMania 18, where you have two I guys in the middle it. of the ring, you know, where you had that reaction. It went out for like it went on for like three or four minutes when AJ came yeah. out. Yeah, they just drew out the reaction. They let it sink in. It was fucking phenomenal. I mean, no pun intended, but it was so cool to see that happen. And and especially nowadays when there's so few true dream matches left in wrestling, that is one, like both of them said, it's just amazing to finally see it come to fruition last night on Raw. You know, yeah, and I actually thought Cena was going to come out and announce that he's the seventh man of the 20th bank. That's what I, I, yeah. I, I, I did not expect at all for AJ Styles to come out, let alone the heel turn, but for... I just thought, I just hope they say that they use, like, you know, he realizes he needed the club after that loss almost, because I hope he says, I hope he's not going to say, oh, I need the club the whole time, we were all aligned. Yeah, like, no, yep, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm pumped for AJ Styles, John Cena, and I'm sure everyone is. I mean, like you said, one of the last dream matches that's, like, that big. And yeah, huge. Undoubtedly, I think. I mean, we've had a lot of good shows this year, a lot of good to great shows, but I think this one's going to be the best one yet. I mean, I was psyched you know. for the show as soon as they announced Reigns and Rollins, and then you fucking throw in the ladder match with those people in it, and now AJ and Cena. It's like, just take my money already. And uh, I'm just wondering, I, I'm wondering, I know Rusev's going with Titus O'Neil. Yeah. The women's tag team match. I wonder what Miz goes, because Miz actually, Miz has actually been pretty good lately, and I, I want, I'm interested, like, I like him with his run with the IC title, and he actually picked up a big win over Cesaro, so Miz is, Miz is becoming a believable intercontinental champion, but who does he feud with come funny to think? That's the big question when I was thinking last night when he had that little promo that didn't really reveal anything. It was just to get him on the show, but, uh, yeah, I think... I'm glad, well, there, there's a good and a bad too, because I'm glad he's not in the Money in the Bank, because it kind of clears him up for the pay-per-view to defend the title. It's another undercard match. That's great. Um, I mean, if he's not going to be defending the title at the show, it's then, like, why wasn't he not in the Money in the Bank ladder match instead of, like, Del Rio? I would care ten times more yeah. about Miz being in the match than fucking Alberto Del Rio. So hopefully, or, like, an Apollo Crews or whatever, but, uh, and hopefully that's another I, match we could get at that show, too. I think Apollo yeah, 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 yeah. We could probably get that match at Money in the Bank too. They'll probably make that official next week. They seem to be, seem to be continuing Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler for the final match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, probably. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and then, um, and I think the club, I, I think they'll do a fatal four-way tag team match because you have the Bond villains there, and then you have the club, and then you have the Usos involved, and maybe so you save the club versus the New Day. In that one-on-one tag team match for like a battleground or SummerSlam, you oh, say that. Okay, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. And then the New Day can win, and then the club, out of frustration, costs Cena his match and helps Styles. Uh, that's hashtag book it. I think you just booked the show better than uh, than they're going to probably. So, I think that's where we should go with that, but we'll see. You know, I'm not holding my breath. You know, because I know how WWE is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean. That's actually, I'm thinking about it now, that's a really, really good idea, because I was thinking you'd just do Club and New Day at the next pay-per-view, but the way that you just booked it, it saves that match for Battleground, and then you could do a rematch it, at SummerSlam or whatever, but I think... It kind of cost the Vault Villains, because the Vault Villains were to win that match, they yeah. get back in that tag team title hunt, and since they cost them, they cost them the Vault Villains, you know, didn't get that win, so they can have beef with the, with the club now, and then the Usos already have beef with the club, so... yeah. Yeah, so they all have heat with each other. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. 
And then you could do, hopefully, this, the two-on-two match at Battleground. And then you could do a rematch at SummerSlam. But I would even say, I guess it really doesn't matter. I guess Club versus New Day is as big of a money match as this one. But you could always do New Day versus Enzo and Cass at SummerSlam, too. And then yeah. finally give them the belts there. That would be great, too. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Or Club versus Enzo and Cass. I mean, you, there's so many. I mean, the tag team division is slowly, you know, getting there. Yeah. Yeah, it's stacked. As long as they don't fuck it up with the draft and they do what they teased last night and split up like half of the tag teams, that would be awful. But I mean, oh, the no. way the way it currently stands, we should be pretty good in time for summer. Yeah, summer the, as far as tag teams draft, go, I think with the draft, the tag team and the women's titles should be on both shows. Yep. Give each one a singles title and each one a world title, and that'll be perfect. Don't introduce like two more tag and another tag title, another women's title. Like no. You yeah, no. It's it's not even worth it. Towards the end, like you said, when they had two separate sets of uh two sets of tag titles, we were seeing fucking Carlito and Primo versus like Ezekiel Jackson and Brian Kendrick every week on the show. It's like I don't need to see that shit anymore. I'd rather see just the tag titles on both shows. Oh, yeah, and about the shining stars that you, that you bring them up, they, they debuted it like two weeks ago, and then they just air these um, they air these things every week. Like it seems like they already gave it up on them after like if they hyped it up that much. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually, I'm not even mad about that just because their debut is such a flop and no one gave a shit. Like, I don't even, I like the guys, but the gimmick itself just sucks. I mean, you're probably right. They probably already gave up on them. I actually can't hear you breaking out a little bit. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying that I think they probably, you're probably right. They probably already gave up on them. I mean, the, the gimmick was oh, shit yeah. from the start, so I'm not surprised at all. I don't know. It was actually funny. It was like a week after, and then, um, I think Primo said it in, like, the little thing that aired. Did you hear all those cheers? And I was like, there was no reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People were sitting in their hands, Primo. I don't know what you were hearing, but I don't know. It wasn't cheers. It was probably crickets, but I don't know. Yeah, no, but yeah we'll see. I, I just think, because everyone knows that they're, um, everyone knows that they're the lowest Matadori, so I think that's what's killing them. Yeah, I mean, even before that, though, I mean, even before the Matadors, they were dead in the water. I mean, they're both great athletes. That's the thing. It's so sad. They're really good wrestlers. It's just... Nobody cares, and the gimmick itself I just sucks. They bring it back, Carlito, and do a little trio. They had to. Yeah, that's. I thought that would be the best bet in order to get them over. I mean, Carlito. I mean, I think the thing is, they offered him a deal reportedly late last year, and he turned it down. He's like, "That's way too little money. I'm not coming back for that." Especially since he like hates the company politics. Remember WrestleMania a couple years ago? He was at the Hall of Fame, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't even really want to be here." Like he said it in the speech yeah. for his dad. It was so funny. But so I didn't really think that was a big possibility. But I would have rather seen that than the fucking this shit, whatever this is. Just the gimmick sucks. Like yeah, no, it's just they're telling you to take a vacation to Puerto Rico. Like, do you want me to boo you or what's the deal here? You know. You know, it's definitely something that's not gonna work. But a lot of stuff doesn't work in WWE sometimes. I mean, and a lot of stuff does work. But I'm just hoping, you know, I'm just hoping like you know they don't go anywhere near those tag titles. Like they. I, I'm just not entertained with them, and you know maybe maybe you know six years ago when you know Primo and Epico were actually somewhat relevant, maybe then, but no, not now after the whole Wilson story thing and this. No, I'm not. I'm not entertained at all with it. Yeah, same. I, I had a very small sliver Especially of doubt. With so many great tag teams. We have the club. We have Enzo and Cass, New Day. They're going to be. They're way overshadowed, and no one's going to get behind them. Yeah, no, exactly. With so much talent in the division right now, there's no need for him. I mean, it's another. It's cool to have another tag team out there, but it's just they should not be prominently featured, basically. I mean, especially right now, with all, like you said, all the great tag teams. It just makes no sense to put them in the title picture. I had that small sliver of doubt last week. 
that after the New Day beat the Outcasts, I'm thinking, okay, they're not facing the Outcasts, obviously, the next pay-per-view. Who do they face? I'm thinking, oh, my God. Are they going to put them against the Shining Stars? And thank God that was not the case. Oh, they're going to the club instead. That would have just been awful. But actually, you know, 2016 has been a great year. I mean, there's some mishaps, but, you know, overall, I definitely a better start than 2015, I would say. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, for me, too, just that's saying a lot just for me, just because I love the year of 2015 overall. But 2016 so far, and I'm probably going to be writing about this at some point in the next couple of weeks, but it's been a really, really good year so far in terms of AJ coming in, the focus on the newer stars, the brand split coming back. There's so much to be excited about. The rebranding of the women's division, bringing back the women's championship. There's just so much to like right now. NXT over this past year has got so much bigger and grown so much, you know. And NXT was already big, you know, back a few years ago. So yeah. It's like, it's like, I would consider it their third brand. Like, it, that's what it is at this point. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I was just about to say the same thing. I mean, you include NXT too, and there's just so much to be excited about right now. All the impending call-ups from Ballard to Bailey to Nakamura. I mean, we got... Bobby Roode coming. Bobby Roode. He said soon last night on Twitter, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but hopefully we I get mean, him a takeover. Because, I mean, I see Ballard getting called up, but where does Joe go next? All I can see is maybe Joe Roode or Joe Nakamura. I mean... Yeah, they, they'll probably do. Joe Nakamura for Brooklyn would be Joe sexy Rude. as hell. I said, yeah, Joe versus Nakamura or Rude versus... Uh, or Joe versus Nakamura or Rude versus Joe is, I think, where Joe goes. But I think Rude's coming because he would not tweet soon. Yeah, soon back to Impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I'm i excited for TakeOver, of course, as I always am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be a good show. We got that coming up, not next... No, it is next week. It's next Wednesday. So what match are you looking forward to the most of that show? I definitely, um, I definitely see Rude coming and the finish to Joe and Balor. I do not know what they do because... Yeah, well, even as himself, too. I mean, he, he wrestled as himself at, like, what, the Dusty Special and the Tag Team yeah. Classic or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tag team match on with Joe, actually. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I just, I don't, I mean, it is a cage match, so Joe can escape and, you know, get that heelish win, but I'm wondering what they're going to do, because I think at this point, if you're going to call a battle, you have to somehow write him off. Yeah, they'll probably have Joe like beat the living shit out of him, I'd imagine. I mean, I would hope and so. Then, and debut Bobby Roode, maybe, while he's doing it. Exactly. Like like last year, when Sami Zayn was getting the crap beat out of him by Kevin Owens, and now came Samoa Joe. That would be perfect. I mean, I, I'm all on board with that. I'd be totally fine with that. Like you said, a Joe Roode program at SummerSlam, or for Brooklyn, rather, would be great. I mean, there's so many, like I said, so many directions they can go in. It's such an exciting time to be an NXT fan, WWE fan, wrestling fan in general. There's just so much I, to look forward to right now. I think with the draft, I think Ballard gets called up and maybe Nakamura because I don't think Nakamura was a long-term plan for NXT. No, I, yeah, I don't think so. Have, they didn't have anything for him for the main roster, so they put him down there for now until they had plans for him. That's a good idea, probably. I mean, hopefully they bring him up with a bang, not like put him in like the icy title picture. Hopefully he comes up to feed with... I don't know, AJ or so. Oh my God, can you imagine like AJ and Nakamura at fucking SummerSlam or WrestleMania or something? Uh, a Rollins and Nakamura? <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Oh my God, that'd be great. Yeah, my Rollins is... I mean, right now Rollins is my favorite, so Rollins anything is pretty much sold for me. Yeah, same. Anything with Rollins right now, especially as a babyface, is going to be priceless. So hopefully we get that at some point. I but. Mean, 
Rollins makes anyone look good, really. Like, I mean, I mean, besides the match with Kane, I think Rollins, all his matches last pay per view, like your champion, were phenomenal. So, yeah, that SummerSlam match with Cena. Yeah, every single one of those matches last year was great. So I think he's only going to continue that momentum. Hopefully, they keep him out of the ring until the pay per view. I, I definitely want to see. What else do I want to see? I want to see Zayn Rollins, Owen Rollins. Oh, so many matches. Rollins Cesaro would be really nice too. I mean, it's not out the question. There's so many, like you said, so many matches. Yeah, Rollins Jericho. How do you think they booked to finish that Money in the Bank though? Because I. I would love for Rollins to win the title, but I just don't see it happening. It's going to be some non-finish. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Rollins is winning, unfortunately. At least not right now. I think they're going to keep the belts on Reigns long term, or at least for the next couple of months until SummerSlam. But it's probably going to be something, some weird ass booked finish, like a DQ or something, and then I mean, I don't double pin, a double pin, yeah, something like that. Which I won't be disappointed if, if they do that because it protects both guys. Whatever. Whatever builds to a Triple H Rollins match at SummerSlam, maybe Triple H comes back. He's he's about to attack Reigns, but he attacks you know Rollins instead. I don't know what they do, but uh, he can't lose decisively like AJ did. Yeah, no. Well, Hopefully not. But they yeah, have a couple uh, different options. I mean, either way, when Rollins, if Rollins doesn't walk out of the title, like I I mean, AJ Styles is doing great right now, but I don't know how many. T- I saw AJ Styles is buried. AJ Styles is buried. Even if yeah. John Cena now, they are not buried. <laughs> exactly. People just, it's fucking the IWC. I, I say that all the time. It's like, are you joking? Is is AJ Styles getting buried? Might be the most, might be the dumbest question I've heard in the last and, couple of weeks. I mean, just look at how the guy's been booked alone since he showed up in WWE. He's one of the most overacts in the roster. Like you said, he just got done feuding for the title in the main event of two back-to-back pay-per-views. And now he's going to be feuding with John Cena going into the summer. And he's with the club. And he's over. And he's a great wrestler. He's the same guy that he was over in New Japan. and Also in TNA. He's not CJ Miles. He's not Alan Jones. He's fucking AJ Styles. A phenomenal one. Same same logo. Same everything. So people have no right to complain about this guy at all. I mean, in, in Extreme Rules, like, AJ Styles got his ass kicked. Like, he kicked out. Like, he was kicking out of almost everything. And, of course, he didn't kick out of that spear when he went for the phenomenal forum, but he was kicking out of everything, and he even got a spear on the outside, and then Reigns, like, threw him in, and he, like, kicked out or something. Yeah, so. yeah. He's been still on the show every single pay-per-view he's been at. No, but, I, I mean, even though he has lost, but definitely these main event programs is helping, like, that casual fan get behind him and, like, show interest, like, for people who just know who AJ Styles is, but then follow him, like, in his other careers. Exactly. Like, this is only going to help establish him as the main event star even more. And, like, this stuff with Cena, hopefully he wins in the end. Hopefully he gets at least one win over Cena. But in the end, though, he should come out of this thing an even bigger star than he was going in. Oh, yeah, no. And then like, you can, I mean, I think Styles in the few, then you can go so many things to make clubs such a dominant force. And maybe, and maybe have, you know, what we thought. We all thought that Balor was going to go line with the club. Maybe you can have Balor against the club. Exactly. That's what I was thinking before. Maybe bring in Balor as a babyface and then feed him with AJ going into SummerSlam. You could do that too. Because you can have a storyline where, like, you know, um, Balor's like, I thought you were going to lie on me. Like, you know, I thought you were my friend. And, like, and then uh, something, something like that. Where, like, because you know how he had the Balor Club shirts, you know, he was like, you know, we, we planned this all out or something. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking know, too. You could say I mean, something yeah, like. I made all this merch, like, it's going to go to waste, like, what am I going to do? Yeah, that, I guess I could see that happening. So I can, I mean, 
At this point, I mean, I don't know when Balor gets called up because he's such a tease. He's like a Jericho. Yeah, he is. He's almost, he's as big of a troll as Jericho is at this point. But no, definitely, definitely a great year of wrestling is upon us for sure. Absolutely. And to suggest it's also been a great year already with everything else that's happened, but to come in the next couple of months, it should be exciting as all hell. I mean, right now we've got AJ and Cena, Rollins and Reigns, Money in the Bank coming up, the ladder match. We've got Wyatt, Orton, Neville hopefully coming back in the next couple of weeks, if not the next month. There's just SummerSlam shaping up to be great. There's so much to look forward to. Yeah, no, TakeOver's coming. Takeover next week, yeah. Brooklyn, everything about WWE NXT right now is exciting as it's been in a long time. Everyone's hyped about the brands, so you know they're they're definitely making 2016 a big year and trying to like you know even though 2016 was great, they're trying to like rewrite a lot of wrongs they've like made in the past. And I think this brand split will be. I I have a feeling it's going to be successful and it's going to be it's going to play a big role going into WrestleMania 33. And like you said, you can have a big SmackDown versus Raw feud because the last the last time they really had a SmackDown versus Raw match like and it was like completely worthless. It was like the Pista versus Umaga back at WrestleMania 24. Yep. Yeah, no. no, that was, what, eight years ago? Yeah, that was the last one. It was eight years ago because that come 2009 was like, you know, kind of where the, the brand split kind of like, you know, windows down and like that's when it kind of was like over. Yeah, and no one cared at that point. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, the only question is like, who goes where? Like, that's my biggest concern. I mean... I think that becomes... A lot clearer in like the weeks and months to come. I mean, like they said last night, that was the weirdest thing too. They kicked off Raw last night with Shane and Stephanie in the New Day asking them, oh, yeah, so no. where's everybody going? Uh, we don't know. Uh, so when's the draft being held? We don't know. Are you guys splitting anyone up? We don't know. It's like, well, then why would you even bring it up if you guys have no idea yeah. what the details of the draft are? <laughs> it made no sense, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I know uh, advertisements sometimes can be false, but um, there's actually a SmackDown coming to Connecticut, right? Um, yeah, and I, I'm actually planning on going because, you know, it's a post-draft and it's post-SummerSlam. SmackDown, I saw AJ Styles, one of the advertised names, but I don't know if that's going to be true or not. Now with his heel turn, maybe he can stay on Raw. But, mm-hmm. you know, they always they always advertise someone just to sell tickets, so who knows? Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. Advertisements always change. Like, I saw, I remember Lesnar was advertised for one of my shows and he got pulled like three weeks before it, so... Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's always changes being made. That's why they put subject to change at the bottom, you know? You know, but I don't know. I think you definitely have to split up Cena and Reigns and then maybe split up Rounds and AJ at the top heels, but Rounds again, is on face. So I don't know what they do. Like I said, there's a lot of different possibilities. I think it's all... I, th- I think the biggest thing, like we said earlier, and like you just said, Reigns and Cena have to be on separate shows. From there, I think everything else just becomes academic, and they'll just... I think it really doesn't matter, like, oh, this guy has to be on SmackDown or has to be on Raw. I mean, I would say, like, have Owens on SmackDown, but it's not, like, imperative, you know? Yeah, and I think, I think um, what's it called, uh, the draft... I was reading something just recently this morning. Um, I guess USA and um, WWE held a big meeting, and I guess the, the, the brand split was finalized to come because um, Angle Live for Tuesdays is because, I guess... Um, USA is pretty unhappy with US with what SmackDown was pulling for and ratings wise. Mm-hmm. So I guess and I guess somebody had an idea of the draft and they just finally you know we were like you know what this now's the time it's summer you know but maybe Cena will go to SmackDown to boost those ratings and make USA happy because you know Cena's obviously gonna pull more ratings than Reigns he's gonna pull more ratings than anyone probably 
I'd imagine it'll be on SmackDown. I mean, like you said, I feel like this has been the case for a long time now that USA Network's been unhappy with SmackDown. I mean, I mean, look at it. Just look at it, the fact that they brought it. They've done so many things to SmackDown over the years to try to make it mean something again. I would say the move to USA really helped it in bringing Mara Ronaldo yeah. on board, too. I mean, the show's been a lot better this year. Like, it's not perfect, but it's... Moved. Thursday yeah, exactly. It went from Thursdays, then it got moved to USA. Now they're making it live. And now they're putting it on Tuesdays. Like they've been doing a lot. And like this is the the biggest thing they could have done. People have been saying for a long time, what they need to do to make SmackDown relevant again, to make people care, is to a make it live, and b have the brand split coming back. And now we have both those things. And that's on a different day too. So you couldn't have asked for any anything more for SmackDown. And I think even calling big up, like, you know, big ratings, if you introduce another title and have a title tournament leading into SummerSlam, and maybe the finals can end up being seen to the styles or whoever, Browns, whatever, you know, have the finals like, take place at SummerSlam if you do introduce another title. Exactly. Make that title mean something, too. Don't make it like a throwaway title like it was yeah. before it got retired. Because, you know, as much as I would love to see Cena AJ for a title, why are they going to get the title match? Like, have them earn it, like, have them earn their spot in that match, you know, make it mean something, make it a big deal. Exactly. Yeah, a tournament would make the most sense, and it's got to be a prestigious world championship that's not kicking off pay-per-views or being defended on episodes of Raw at random. Like, you need to make it mean I, something again. I just don't know what they're going to call it, because I think it's going to drop the term WWE World Heavyweight Championship and just call it the WWE Championship. Like, I mean, those titles are combined already, so, like, I don't know what you call this second title. Because if you call it the World Heavyweight Championship, it's almost... Identical to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, that's no, a good point. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. Unless they ununify them, which I don't know why they would do that. I don't know what they do. I really don't. But I'm definitely high for the draft. And I'm trying to think. I have one more thing on my mind. A lot of stuff going on. I don't know. There's so many things going on. Like, it's hard. To, it's almost hard to keep up, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but I, I think I... I think SmackDown going on Tuesday is a good thing, you know. So we, we don't have to space up our shows so much. So like, you can just, and everything's fresh in our mind. And, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, apparently, after the draft, um, they're going to have, um, I don't know what they're going to call them, but I guess the whole roster is supposed to be on the post-pay-per-view Raw, which mm-hmm. I don't think should happen. I don't think should happen, like, kind of like a Raw Super Show. Like, like let's say, for example, SummerSlam happens in the Raw night, the night, after, I guess, all the SmackDown starts to be there, too. So, I don't think that's happening. You should just keep them separate as possible. But, who knows? Yeah, I heard that, too. I mean, uh, it could go either way. If they do it after every pay-per-view, then definitely no. That's, that should not happen. But, if they did it after I, maybe WrestleMania and SummerSlam, I'd be maybe okay with that. Yeah, no, I would be fine with that. It's the big pay-per-view, but not, not, both, not all the shows. You have to separate those as much as possible. Or, yeah. You know, the SmackDown smack versus Raw feud is not going to mean as much. Or... Yeah, exactly. That's why when they had the shows a couple of years ago, when they had the, when the brand split was still technically in effect, and they had the fucking three-hour Raws. This is before Raw went three hours on a weekly basis, but they had the three-hour specials. Like, oh, we have the, not the not only the draft, but we had like a Rock gets Raw gets rocked, and all these other random ass shows. The 800th episode, yeah. the 900th episode, you have people from SmackDown showing up for no reason. It's just. Yeah, you got to separate them as much as possible. From like 02 to 05, I, mean, I don't think we had many SmackDown stars on Raw ever, for the most part, for three straight yeah. years. They got to resist. The only time you usually see SmackDown stars is maybe the draft. Exactly. That's it. That should be the only exception. I mean, 
I can see, you know, the only time I can see, you know, SmackDown starts coming over if they did some kind of, like, rivalry um, tag match for Survivor Series. That's, exactly. That's, that's okay. Then you have a little brand-on-brand brand brand rivalry, and I think they should do that. You know, you make Survivor Series need more. The Survivor Series has meant shit in, what, how many years now? It's Ten years even? I don't know. You know, because I, I, I wouldn't even consider Survivor Series one of the big four anymore. No. Technically, you know, it's not, no. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be. I mean, I think it's at least the big three at this point. Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, WrestleMania. Yeah, it should be, but it's not. I mean, it has been relevant in a long time. The Sting debut was great, but other than that, the last couple of Survivor Series have really been awful. So, and you I mean, know, I'd agree. I mean, Survivor Series does have a lot of big moments. I mean, at Shield debut, you have three main eventers. You have Sting debut, Baker debut, but it is something... Yeah, it's just another show, unfortunately. I mean, it's just kind of been degraded to that point. But a Raw and SmackDown match of that show, I mean, Shades of 05 would be great. I oh, you know. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to, like I said, though. Definitely. Um, what else? I mean, we pretty much covered everything, I think, almost. Pretty much. I mean, like you said, the special, brand split, Goldberg, Cena, AJ, Rollins, pretty much everything, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else? No. Do you want to go over? No, no, no. I think that was it. I was about to wrap up anyway, unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss. Um, I mean, I mean, like you said, we pretty much covered everything because all I can really discuss is like, who do you want to win money to bank? But I think we kind of like covered that too. Yeah, like kinda Owens, both, Ambrose. Kind of both, yeah. both agreed on Owens or Ambrose. Mm-hmm. But my, I, I will say my dark horse, Cesaro. I yeah. would be okay with that. Yeah, same. Anyone but Del Rio, pretty much, like you said. But, I mean, yeah, we, we covered everything. I mean, all the big stuff. Which is surprising, too, because I figured going into today's show when we were going to be talking, I'm thinking, okay... And I wrote down, like, the Goldberg stuff, the brand split, because I knew last week we'd be talking a lot about the brand split. But then after yeah. Raw last night, I'm thinking, fuck, like, are we going to have enough time to talk about every? Are we, we going to run short of topics? Because Raw last night was not good. But we just at least accentuated the positives, and we didn't have to do a formal Raw review, which I'm very happy with, because the show was just yeah. awful overall. Okay. So at least we brought up the good stuff. Yeah, take away the AJ Styles heel turn, I think we have a... Yeah. Bad role, but it's okay. <laughs> pretty much. And the main event, too, I enjoyed. The main event and the Cena AJ segment, I, I, that was I pretty like, much it. I like the main event. Yeah, yeah. the main event. Oh. And even Enzo and Cash, but that was that. But I will, oh yeah, I'll bring this up real quick. Um, With the whole Rollins thing, I think you need a, I think they do that thing again one more week. Or maybe they can do something where they make Rollins in a tag match. Do something, um, who's feuding now? Um, do like Ambrose and Reigns versus Jericho and Rollins and have like where Rollins doesn't tag in at all and like, you know, he's, or he like walks to the back or he just acts like, you know, does his like stupid thing and then, and then like after the match, Reigns, Reigns tries to get him and then he runs, he runs away and then the week after have Rollins attack Reigns from behind and then hold the title stand and fall. I mean, that's all I can think because I don't think you can hold that like what Rollins did last night for another two weeks. Yeah, no, they gotta switch it up. They gotta do. They gotta switch it up like they did with Jericho if they want to continue on this route. Or you can have like him talk and like say, "I'm like this Sunday, I reclaim what what is mine." No, it's something. But yeah. I think Rollins definitely has to like. There has to be definitely some confrontation with action between them. 
Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, they got to keep You're, them separate for a little bit while and then have them go to blows. You've been teasing it since last week. He, like, he ran away from Reigns since last week. He runs away from Reigns this week. So I think the, the go-home show is when we get that. I'd imagine so. And then make it mean something. Do the do the big brawl on the go-home show and then build to the match of the pay-per-view. Makes the most sense to me. I'm just afraid if they do do style Cena, that that's going to over... Rollins and Reigns is going to be overshadowed. It's because that match is going to be... Both matches are so big, but... Yeah. Cena Styles, Styles has been wanted for, like, like 12 years now. Yeah, so. long time. So. We'll see, but like you said, bottom line, that pay-per-view is going to be fucking stacked, though. With the re- I hope they book it right, but I think they will. I mean, it's going to be a very good show. Can't wait. Almost on the five-year anniversary of the 2011 show. One of my favorite pay-per-views of all time with Punk and Cena and the rest of that great oh, yeah. card, too. I, I, was gonna, I was just going to say that. It can rival that pay-per-view because the last, like, Money Bank has been, you know, good over the years, but I think that was the last two great Money Bank pay-per-views. Yeah, no, we've had a lot of good to great ones over the years, but that was, like, that was the pay-per-view. Not even for Money in the Bank, but just in general, like... This generation's WrestleMania 17, other than maybe like yeah. WrestleMania 28 or a couple of the recent WrestleManias, last truly great B pay per view in a long, long time. And I, I mean, actually, Payback and Extreme Rules are both pretty good. So so far, the pay per views have been pretty good. I yeah. Mean, and with money, and with money bank shaping up what it looks like it's going to be, I, I think we can go at this rate with the brass and everything. I think we can go like you know. A whole year with good pay-per-views, I hope. I hope so. I mean, we had that same thing going last year, too. 2015 had a lot of good pay-per-views. And the last, then we had Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah, that was the last true bad pay-per-view. TLC was all right. Because, I mean, if you take away the Ambrose IC win and the... the ladder race, match? And, yeah. And then if you take... Oh, yeah, the ladder match. The tag team ladder match. That was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and then Orgy. And then... But other than that, I mean... I mean, Royal Rumble was pretty good, too. Yeah, Rumble was great. Yeah, Fastlane was decent, and WrestleMania was just what it was. It was very entertaining, but not, like, amazing, though. Yeah, no, I'm more... Con- even though, like, you know, the Rumble's the new year, I kind of consider, like, you know, after WrestleMania, the new year for WWE. That's what, you know... Yeah, agreed, yeah. I mean, this this new year, new era, whatever you want to call it, has been great so far, so hopefully they can continue that momentum going forward. I mean... It looks like it is. I mean, and you can build this WrestleMania to be, you know, even though there's a lot of new stars at WrestleMania, there's also a lot of old. You can have a lot more new stars in high-profile matches at this at this year's WrestleMania and have them, you know, have them still on the show. I mean, because it's been the last, like, new, the new generation for, like, the Cena's and the Orton's was back, like, towards WrestleMania 21 when they were all in the high-profile matches. Yeah, yeah, Edge, Orton, Mysterio, all those guys, yeah. Because I, even though 31 did feature a lot, I mean, so many old talents won, except for Rollins. Rollins ended up walking out of the title, so, you know, even at, even at 32, um, who walked? I mean, so. Yeah. No, 32 had a lot of, like, a lot of part-timers showing up, and Rock, and Cena, and Stone Cold, Hogan, and Michaels, which was great, and that's, but it's that's not building towards the future. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know where Cena goes at WrestleMania, because I'm hearing that Taker is I don't know. I guess we'll see. I would love to see that match. I, st- I, f- I still feel like there's a possibility we could see that match come WrestleMania, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. we got another nine, ten months. Oh, yeah, no, like you said, I mean, 
I mean, I think we covered everything that we need that happened, you know, over the past week. I mean, a lot of, a lot of big news, the draft you said, and everything. So hopefully, somebody keeps it up and drops more bombshells like they did last night with AJ Styles' heel turn on in the draft. Hopefully, I think this summer season is going to be great for WWE, so hopefully there's a lot more topics to talk about in the future. But on that note, too, hopefully if you're going to WrestleMania as planned as we are as well, we'll hopefully be able to get you on the show in person maybe before WrestleMania next April. Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, more than, I'm more than down. You know, I, mean, I didn't even think about it, like, maybe we can somehow hook up and try and get tickets together and I'll go. I mean, because I need to find people to go with, so. Yeah, no, you're feel, absolutely, you're free to come with us if you want to. You know, and what's the call? I think, um, I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, if we do that, I'm down to come on the show or, like, even ask GSM. I mean... Yeah, that'd no, that'd be sick. If you can get you can get in the Q&A show, too, on hashtag ask GSM, that'd be amazing, too. I actually think, um, what's the call? Um, I'll actually um, DM it to you, because it's more like, I'm not trying to, like, say where I live, so I'm over here, so... Oh, no, yeah, um, but you, I know, yeah, 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 I know, I feel you, but you're a little I, bit closer I, to where I, we live, I, yeah. I think I live near, I live over near John, I'm pretty sure, because, so. Yeah, no, you live in that area, so you're not far at all. Yeah, no, I'm not far at all, so, I mean, even if you're able to come do sometime this summer, I'm down to come on the show. Absolutely, I'm over at John's place all the time, so if I'm over there again in the next couple of weeks or months or so, I'll definitely invite you over and get you on the show, too. All right, I mean, we can do a little, you know, I don't, I don't know if you ever had three people on at once, but I'm down with that. No, we've, I don't think we've ever had a three-man panel before, so you'd be making history. So. I'm down for that. I mean, yeah, that'd be sick. A lot of things brewing. You can also stay over for Raw too. We always watch Raw together too. So hopefully it's a good show that night. All right. I mean, whenever. I mean, like you said, you're you're probably gonna be there a few times summer. So definitely shoot me a text or whatever. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll keep those plans in mind. Like I said, big summer ahead, and that'd be the best way to only continue the historic momentum that WWE's had going by having you on the show too. But no, but definitely thanks for thanks for having me and. We definitely have to make sure it's not another two-year hiatus for me yeah. to come back on the show. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very glad we were able to work this out. I know we've been talking about getting back on the show for like the last month, month and a half. Yeah, and so. it, was just, it was just like our schedules, like our school schedules are so different. So, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. We're finally done with school. It really finally worked out. And a great week to talk about it, too. I don't think we could have worked out a better week with the draft and Extreme Rules, SummerSlam, Cena, AJ, everything else. Yeah. It worked out perfectly. You know, before you go on your final plug, um, I guess I'll just, you know, guess where you can contact me and or where they can follow me. You know, I'm at the Wrestle Guy. That's my that's my Twitter name, and I'm planning on making a YouTube channel, but that is in the making. So, sounds good. People could check you out on the Twitter at the Wrestle Guy and follow along for all the updates on YouTube if it comes along and everything else. So, Nick or no, I always say Nick because I always think of your friend oh, Nick. Yeah. I'm always so tempted to call you Nick, but it's Sal. I apologize. Yeah, it was actually one of the wrestling. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ASCSM show that you told me, Nick, but I was like, all right, it's all right. Yeah, because I know I talk to you all the time because I know you're Sal, but I always get you mixed up with Nick because I know you guys are really good friends. And that's why people call me John sometimes because we talk all the time or RJ or whatever. His, his name is pretty close to mine because um, his is actually like um, Wrestle Nick on there, so I can see where you can get confused. That's probably what it is. Yeah, the, the, I always get confused with names and Twitter handles and shit. My mind, my memory is awful when it comes to that kind well, of stuff. I mean, you have like 6,000 followers and so many people are tweeting you questions so I can see why you get confused. No, just a little bit, but you guys are special though, because I know you, I've known you guys for a long time, and it's great to yeah. finally get you on the show. So you guys are not like just any other followers and stuff. You guys are great. Yeah. So it's always it, fun talking to you, you know, guys. 
it's crazy. It's crazy things like, you know, we've been like, you know, chit-chatting here and there for three years and we have not met in person. I so know, it's we, crazy. I only met, I've been doing the same thing for people for years now that I've been friends with like via Twitter and stuff for several years. And it's funny, now going to all these shows, I was at TLC, SummerSlam, Extreme Rules, and only just now I'm able to meet people like that are going to these shows in like the Northeast area. So hopefully... Come, you know, WrestleMania, you'll be able to meet in, or not even WrestleMania, like yeah. we said before, hopefully before then, um, when I go over to Johnny's house. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to get SummerSlam tickets, so, I mean, maybe I'll see you there. I mean, me and Nick, me and Nick are trying to get SummerSlam tickets, so. Maybe hopefully. Maybe there. I mean, I, I would think you you're, you can be able to. I mean, I mean, people I know that went last year, they got tickets right before the show via, like, not, like, fucking, uh scalper tickets or anything but like via StubHub yeah. and stuff i mean they, they might be a little bit more expensive but i mean it depends what you're willing actually, to pay i was actually i was checking stuff up like two weeks ago and they still had a bunch so yeah see that's what it is you just gotta wait for the right time that's all but yeah definitely no sleep till brooklyn yeah no that sounds good man hopefully it's not another two years like you said before we talk again yeah. i know i'll definitely i'll definitely come on the show or maybe even this summer first time ever ask gsn sounds good it, so Build the hype now. Build the hashtag now. Sal on hashtag AskGSM. We'll start the hashtag now. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have anything else, but... No, I think that's it, man. Like I said, thanks again for coming on the show, and I'll catch you down the road. All right. I'll see you soon. Thanks for having me. No problem, dude. See you soon. Bye. And that was Sal, guys, at the Russell Guy on Twitter. Be sure to follow him. And as far as where you guys can find me, find me on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant, on Facebook at facebook.com, backslash grim.gsm.matthews, and right here on nextairwrestling.net for new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Tuesday. Speaking of which, as they mentioned last Wednesday in the exclusive audio for right here, this very website, nextairwrestling.net, we might be moving the show to Thursdays. This July with SmackDown moving live to Tuesdays, which is great. We talked all about it with Sal right there. But uh, with SmackDown moving to Tuesdays, it seems to make the most sense to me to do the show now on Thursdays. I don't know what that means for WWE ECU Radio when I get back to campus. But uh, maybe we might move that to Wednesdays. I'm not exactly sure. But it makes the most sense to move this show to Thursdays just so we could talk about the pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. You know, as opposed to if I did it on Tuesdays, I'd just be able to talk about Raw and the pay-per-view, whatever. So we might be moving the show to Thursdays, just a heads up. And that's not for another two months, a month and a half anyway. I know it's May 31st now. It's almost June. My birthday's in two days. A lot of shit going down. I'm super excited for it, like I said, to sell. So I'm looking forward to the future in wrestling and just life overall. So like I said, guys, thanks again for all the support. Be sure to check out new episodes of the show every single Tuesday right here on nextairwrestling.net. So next Tuesday, I don't know who we're going to have on. Probably a special guest. If not, it's just going to be me. We might have somebody else on. we got TakeOver next Wednesday, so I will have a full-on Raw review per usual and full predictions for NXT TakeOver The End next Wednesday. So until next time, guys, I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch you folks down the road.